Good morning. I just have a question for you this morning. Just one of those simple Dave questions, you know. Have you ever struggled with the thought that you're holy? Have you ever struggled with the thought that God asks you to be holy as he is holy? I know. Sometimes it feels semi-defeating. It's like just the very thought of being like God in this way just makes it hard to take the next step. But the Bible is full, just absolutely chocked full of this thought, though. We are to be like him. We are to be holy as he is holy. We are also um, stuck in a spot where there's a way that seems right to a man but leads to death. His ways are not our ways. There is a way that seems right to me, but it's not his way. I don't understand his ways. His ways are higher than my ways. So what do we do with this? What do we do with this? There's this verse in 1 Peter 1 that I've been working on for the last couple weeks in my thought. And I wanted to say it this way. It starts off with this thing as we're separated from each other nowadays, but we have this, this verbal way of hearing from each other only because we're not face to face at the moment. But this is the thought that's been just really on my mind for me and you and us together is that this, Peter, an apostle, on assignment by Jesus, the Messiah, writing to exiles, scattered to the four winds. Not one of you is missing. Not one is forgotten. God the Father has his eye on each of you and is determined by the work of the Spirit to keep you obedient through the sacrifice of Jesus. May everything good from God be yours. I know, we feel like an exile, not just from each other at the moment, but we feel often like exiles from holiness, holiness that we would be different from the way the world is, that we would be God's representatives, that we would be that way, but we're separated. Later down in 1 Peter 1, this is the spot as, as we work on what it means to not be separated from God so much or how to do that or, or what's the way to do it. Here's the real verse that I'm basing it on tonight. This is verses 13 and following for a little bit. So roll up your sleeves, put your mind in gear, be totally ready to receive the gift that's coming when Jesus arrives. Don't lazily slip back into those old grooves of evil, doing just what you feel like doing. By the way, isn't that there's a way that seems right to a man that leads to death? Don't lazily slip back into those grooves of evil, doing just what you feel like doing. You didn't know any better then. You do now. As obedient children, let yourselves be pulled into a life shaped by God's life, an energetic life, and blazing with holiness. God said, be holy, I am holy, you be holy. You call out to God for help, and he helps. He's a good father that way, but don't forget, he's also a responsible father and won't get you by, or won't let you get by with sloppy living. In another translation, it reads slightly different, but we need to hear this. This is 
This is this other translation. So prepare your minds for action. This is the new living. And exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live, you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God chose you to be holy. For the scriptures say you must be holy because I am holy. And remember that the heavenly Father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during the time of this, your time here, which is temporary. That's the, the verse here. So roll up your sleeves today. Roll up your sleeves. What does it mean to roll up your sleeves, to not slip back into an old way of being, to let yourself be pulled into a God-shaped life? What does it mean that God won't let you get by with sloppy living. Are you trying to get by with sloppy living? I think you better not. But anyway, here's what God is saying. And this is that this is something that's really important for us to do this, to, to, to do the work, to understand that God has done the work. So we have to think our way through this to, to, to understand what it means that God's done the work. Verse 2, he's cleansed us by Christ's blood. Verse 5, and protecting you by his power. He's done all the work so that you can be holy. There was a time, you know, that you couldn't be prior to that cleansing and prior to that protection, or as the book of Revelation says, the sealing that he does. And what is the sealing? He puts his spirit in you to do that. There was a time when you would have tried to be holy and you did everything right that you had been told that was right, but it was on your own. It was on your own and you acted holy. Have you ever met somebody that did, just acted holy? They weren't actually holy. They just acted it. I know you have. I've met them. I've probably done it. Maybe you've done it. But here's the thing. That is self-justification. I'm going to be good enough for God, and then he'll want me. That is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is, is that he wants you, but you can't do it on your own. And so, and so, because you can't do it on your own, we need his help. We need the cleansing from Jesus. We need the sealing of the Spirit inside us. And we need the protecting power of God who pulls us into this work. Because God's not interested in your self-justification. Self-justification is what the Bible's talking to when we hold up all our good works to him and say, look at how good we've done. And, and he goes, Ooh, why are you holding that stuff up? I told you what you must do to be saved. I told you what I was after. I told you way back in Micah 6, 8. He has told you, oh man, what is good and right and what the Lord requires of you. To walk humbly, to love justice, 
and to love mercy, to do mercy. These are what he wants, not self-justification acts, but he wants to do the justification. He wants, he doesn't want you to work with, with just your own rights. He wants to work with, he wants you to work with him. He wants you to be at work with your neighbors as he is at work with his neighbors, that then you can be holy, that, that your ways are different from the way everybody else's are. They're his ways. They're higher than yours. They no longer seem right to us but lead to death. They are right because they're led by the Spirit. But his, this is his holiness at work in us. What's the barrier now for us to live holy like this? I hate to tell you this, and some of you can be a little mad at me. I'm a little mad at me. We're the barrier. I'm the barrier. You're the barrier. If you're in the middle of this going, but how do I go about doing it the way that I thought it was supposed to be done? Then that's wrong. You need to come to it the way that God says to come to it. This is my example from way back in my understanding of this thing. It's about citizenship in heaven or citizenship wherever we are. I know that's a tough, tough topic in our world today. But if you want to be a citizen of heaven, you have to do it the way God says. He's the sovereign of heaven. If you want to be the citizen of a country on earth, then that country is sovereign. And you have to do it that way if you want to become a citizen. You don't go to that country and say, I'm going to do it my way. I know you've got your rules over there, but I'm not doing that. You know what they say? Then don't be a citizen. Just go be your person. You don't need to do that. But our will, our will, this is the only thing getting in the way of us is that we have to say to ourselves, I need to do it my way. No, we have to correct that. We are always saying, I have to do it my way. It has to be done my way. But God calls us to say, you are Lord, not I am Lord. So we say to God, you are Lord of heaven and earth. So we have to let go of our ways that seem right to ourselves and let our will go just a little bit and let ourselves be pulled into this life, this changed and transformed and God-shaped life. It's not self-defeating. It's possible. It wasn't. It didn't used to be possible when we were doing it on our own, but we're not on our own anymore. That's the message of the cross and the spirit sealing uh, people of God, that the cross comes and we are cleansed and protected by God and sealed by the Holy Spirit and guided and, and guided, but but here we sit in this spot where we can't do it on our own and we think, but we have to, and we don't let God continue to, to lead us into this thing. This is why I like the message so much. So roll up your sleeves and put your mind in gear. Be totally ready to receive the gift that's coming. We have to change the way we think to be 
holy as he is holy, that his ways are different than our ways, that we have to we have to give up our ways and let ourselves be pulled into this life. We didn't used to know better. We we get lazy in our thought process and slip back into our old patterns of living. But this is not what God wants for us. He wants us to let him pull us out of that world and into his shape that we would be holy just as he is holy, that we'd be changed as he is different from us. We would be different as well. You call out to God. That's what it says here in the very next verse. I call out to God for help and he helps. He's a good father that way. I love that. But don't forget, he's also a responsible father and won't let you get by with sloppy living. Don't get lazy and fall back into that over old life, that that old pattern and sort of that veneer where you, you, you fall into that self-justification, the stuff that doesn't work. You've tried it over and over and over, and it still isn't working. The definition of insanity is to try the thing over and over again, exactly the same way, getting the same result and never changing. Now it's time to change. Don't let yourself get sloppy, but recognize that God is here to pull us into this life. And he does so very gently, but not against our will. Come on, church. You know what I'm saying. So let go of your own ways that seem right and let yourself be pulled. Let yourself be changed. Let yourself be transformed. Let yourself be pulled into this God-shaped life, a life energetic and blazing with holiness because God says, I am holy, you be holy. Thank you, church. I thank you for this moment. I thank you for the day that we've spent together. I ask this right now, Lord, that each of us would, would come to a moment, would come would come to a moment where we hear him calling and pulling on us and tugging on us and guiding us into a life shaped by him and not a life shaped by us. Lord God, pull us, change us, remit us, change us, transform us, that we could be holy, that we'd be called to a way that is different from the way that we are taught by the world. In your precious name, Lord God, amen.